Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The first thought that came to my mind when I looked at this week's work of the week from the Crawford Art Gallery was that I had woken up in heaven. Well, in fact, looking at the piece, I actually felt like closing my eyes and letting the whole piece just wash over me. And this is the idea that I put to assistant curator Michael Waldron. And you know, there's no better place to go to than the Crawford Gallery. It's almost church-like in its own way, you know, like big buildings of that. That's what churches were built for as well, somewhere where you could meditate, pray, or whatever it is. This week we're looking at a work of art by Cork-born artist Patrick Hennessy. We are indeed, and it's almost a tonic or a salve for this week. Yeah. But it is, it's a very restful image, I think, very calm but also it has a number of kind of curious elements <laughs> that maybe allow us to focus our thoughts. But then our thoughts can perhaps drift as well. So it's probably an exercise in mindfulness, even though it was made in 1953. <laughs> well, I suppose there, there are only two figures in this seascape, I would call it, or a landscape, because it's the edge of the land and the start of the sea. And very realistically painted, by the way. And he was well known for his ability to be almost photorealistic in his in his style. Yes. So Patrick Hennessy does have a sort of a photoreal quality to his work. Although I think the closer you get mm. to any of his paintings, you can certainly see the application of paint. So he's not necessarily trying to trick the eye. It is his style. It's quite crisp and well-defined. And as you say, these two figures are very beautifully modelled, convincing as weighty figures that are sitting in a landscape they don't actually really belong in. No. Because as you say, it's seashore. We call them figures, but I suppose anyone else who looks at this would say, well, they're statues, and the name of the piece is called The Angel of the Annunciation. So what statues would we be looking at if they were in a church? Where would you find them? Or if they were in a museum, where would you find them? Well, I suppose within this landscape, we have one that is closest to us on mm -hmm. the right foreground. And then there's one in the middle ground at the centre of the painting, but at a distance. Yeah. So the one closest to us showed where, as if it's a kind of a faded relic of centuries old, this has angels' wings. You would expect to find this maybe in a, in a church, in a niche, or yeah. on, on a plinth of some kind. And equally, the sculpture in the distance wouldn't be out of place if you can imagine going into a Gothic cathedral and just outside the door, all yeah. of those ranks of sculptures that 
are in their niches yeah. saintly and looking down at you. Just before we started talking, you were suggesting that maybe we don't nail too many things down because a lot of the art here is to suggest this and suggest that and there's a, a simplicity about it like you can see straight away you can recognize what you're looking at but trying to figure out the meaning of it or give it a meaning that's a completely different process it's far more complex so you can make a guess as to maybe the provenance of the two statues as such even maybe name a name or two but again it's only a suggestion it is. I think, I mean, when we hear Annunciation, we might think of the angel Gabriel, yeah. and we might think of the Virgin Mary. But then when we look at this painting, we don't necessarily see the Virgin Mary as the other figure. Yeah. It doesn't really follow the narrative that we would expect, and therefore it sets up a new relationship and perhaps a new story. <laughs> The artist himself might provide a few clues as to the meaning of this. And I suppose the more you learn about the artist and his work and maybe more of his work you get to see, you might be able to kind of guess, ah, he has certain themes and ideas that recur from time to time. I think that's true. He's a very, very interesting 20th century painter. And I suppose visitors to the gallery will not actually have seen this before unless... They saw it in another exhibition. This is the first time we have shown it since we acquired the painting in 2017. Yeah. Visitors will be familiar with his work because they might remember our painting Old Kinsale, which is a figure in a Kinsale cloak looking out of a window. <laughs> There's also a self-portrait and cat, a wonderful photorealistic furry tabby cat or ginger cat <laughs> knocking things over on a ledge. And of course, the painter's portrait of his friend Elizabeth Bowen, the writer. Ah. So people will know his work, but this is, I suppose, new to many, particularly visitors to the Crawford. Okay. You've written about it this week, and I don't want to kind of blow too many things. I mean, my, I was going to suggest that people actually go online to crawfordgallery.ie, go to Work of the Week, and then just have a look at this and try and figure out for yourself some idea or other as to what, you know, why these two statues or figures are there on the shore, what kind of relationship they might have with each other, armed with maybe a little bit more information about Patrick Hennessy's life. As a, a younger man, their family actually moved to Scotland, and that's where he started his training as, as an artist. He did. So Patrick Hennessy was born in Cork in 1915, but his father was killed at the Battle of Passchendaele during oh. the First World War. And so his mother moved the family and she remarried the family eventually to Scotland where mm -hmm. there were relatives. And so Hennessy grew up between Cork and then Arbroath, which is near enough to Dundee. And so he went to the Dundee School of Art in the 1930s where he met a fellow artist, Henry Robertson Craig, mm. and they stayed together for the rest of their lives. Wonderful. And that's part of why we, we selected this work as a week because it's also Cork Pride Festival. And I suppose this feeds into Ireland's LGBT history. Yes. To, to think about the LGBT lives during the 20th century and, and further back. In this case, how Hennessy, as, as a gay artist, or as a gay man who, who was a practicing artist, yeah. who might have encoded his own identity into his work, or might have negotiated his faith, he was raised a Catholic, with, with, his, with his identity. So it's intriguing because, as you say, 
in your article about it, it's a very simple yet complex work of art and there's so many layers, which is what we've discovered every week. When you start, you know, unlayering a work of art, you discover lots of other layers underneath it of meaning, of interpretation, of relevance to maybe the life of the painter or also to the life of the person who's looking at it. That's what the whole idea of art is, that it should have some meaning to you, like poetry. I think you're right. I think while we might read a biography of the artist in here or we might read a spiritual dimension in here, we can also bring ourselves to it. We will all experience this in a different way yeah. and it will it'll suggest all sorts of ideas. And I think that's maybe the power of art. And it's perhaps, you know, a time when we maybe need a little bit of quiet from the noise of the world yeah. and, and just to be able to set our own pace, keep a, a calm approach to things. This is the perfect work of art for exactly that. When you look at it, the calmness of the sea, the beauty of the sky and the permanence of the statues and what they mean and where they come from, there's almost kind of a feeling of eternity about it, you know, no beginning, no end. And you can meditate on that alone and just be in the moment, be mindful. So that's our offer to the listeners this week who will now become viewers when they become online by going to www crawfordartgallery.ie forward slash work of the week Michael thanks again a pleasure as always thanks Connor well I have to say I really love that series that uh, Connor and Michael are putting together over the course since March that started back in lockdown you know when of course it was the first time when the doors of all the galleries were closed and I really think it's a pity you know for big places and big galleries are places where people naturally stay distanced from each other anyway. They're always quite large, airy, almost empty spaces with kind of just a gentle drift of crowds. I really think places like that could be managed in a very safe in a very safe way, you know, maybe no group bookings or limits on families at any one time. But you know what? These are things that we just have to try and muddle through somehow together, don't we? So we're really slap bang now in the middle of the next stage of trying to pull the whole place together.